Welcome into Lonely Town, a killer's podcast with Jimmy and Derek. And today we have another special guest. Every time we have a guest, they're special, just like all the others. But this one is uh, is going to be fun because he's crossed the pond, and we always like it when we get somebody from uh, another point of the world, another perspective. Uh, we have Sam Hirschfield. Did I do that all right? Yeah, that was it, yeah. That was it. All right. I've been practicing my head ever since I asked you how you pronounce your name to just try not to butcher it. So Sam is a uh, victim and he is from the United Kingdom and he is a young man. So he thought he could teach us old guys a thing or two uh, about about fandom and what it means to be a, a killer's fan. So Sam, welcome to the show. How are you doing this fine day? Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, good evening from us in the UK and you know, it's good afternoon for you guys. Um, yeah, I'm doing well. Really, uh, really well. Uh, I'm so excited to come on here. You know, just just geek out for a little bit. It's something I've never done before or thought about doing. But I seen someone put in the 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 fan group on Facebook about this, so I thought I'd get involved and you know put my two pence in, as it were. So where exactly are you from? Um, so I was born not far from London, um, but when I was younger, we moved up to an island in Scotland. Awesome. So. It's yeah, it's pretty far out of the way, which makes it difficult to get anywhere. But um, I love it. Like the views around here are crazy. So, well, let's uh, let's start off. You're you're a younger person. You're in your early twenties. You're probably as old as Mister Brightside, or is Mister Brightside older than you? You know for sure. Mister Brightside is is not much older than me. So, how do you get into the Killers? How how does this all happen? I can see. Uh, the backdrop is you got some some posters and stuff up there for the people who can't see it. You're obviously a, a fan. How's a younger guy get into a band that's uh, you know, twenty years old? Well, um, I was never really you know growing up aware of the Killers. I wasn't massively into music, um, but my first memory of hearing the Killers was I was in the gym at high school, and I think the teacher must have been into them because I, I vividly remember pumping weights to Miss Atomic Bomb. <laughs> um you know the song of choice for pumping the weights but you know it's it's such a vivid memory i have and just you know the, brandon's voice in that song it always takes me back to you know in the gym um i will one day actually get in contact with my my old gym teacher and ask if it, if this is true but i'm i'm 98 sure that that was the case um and yeah i mean so trying to think when that would have been I, i'll talk about it as if it was decades ago but it was probably so I'm 22 now. That, that would have been, gosh, probably about eight years ago. Not long, not long. But <laughs> um, I'm an old man at heart. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think I think from then on, you know, I, I I really wasn't aware of them until I sort of left school, had my first job, and it was when Imploding the Mirage came out, and I I just remember I was working away. I was in a bakery and uh. I heard caution, and it was that ending guitar solo, and I just thought, I was like, "What is that? What is that? I have to listen to this." So I got a lesson, and it finished, and it was like, oh, "That's the Killers' new record." And I was like, "Wow, right, okay." So I was obviously aware of Mr. Brightside being at parties or whatever. Um, I thought, "Wow," I was like, "That's the Killers." You know, are they not like ancient? Are they not old men now? I was like, <laughs> <laughs> um. So it sort of stayed in my mind. And then I heard My Own Soul's Warning. And again, I was just, uh, my jaw hit the floor. I was like, this, this stuff's incredible. So I did a bit more research and I got listening. And 
really cautioned it was i think my most played song of 2020 you know everything about that song it was almost like a message of hope um you know lockdown was a, a pretty bad time especially on the island it was it was really hard to deal with it sometimes um but that song honestly it really carried me through that was um yeah it was awesome so high school weightlifting is where the killers came into your i I would have expected growing up at parties and stuff, being born on Mr. Brightside, going with how we hear it is over there. It's like the national anthem, but it goes back <laughs> to high school and, and weightlifting. Yeah, I mean, you should you should have bet on that. <laughs> well, I'll take some frivolous bets if you ask anybody. That's my downfall. So going into that, and you have uh, imploding the mirage and that whole record going in. You go to the back catalog, or or have you went and researched any of their their older? songs or are you just stuck with that album basically so i think so i mean that was you know three years ago now i think i'm not exactly sure how it came about but i've seen that they were coming to the uk obviously as part of the tour so i thought you know what yeah let's just do it even if i get to hear caution live i get to hear mr brightside as well you know i thought that'd be amazing and uh then it got rescheduled i can't remember when it was meant to be if it got rescheduled to 2022 um and yeah I, sort of building up to that i you know I, I did some trolling went back through like their back catalog and sort of sort of heard more songs that i loved um and i think i really got into like sam's town i think that that was a highlight for me obviously i love like the name my, my name is in the album but, <laughs> um yeah i really got into sam's town and some of the stuff on there and I sort of start watching YouTube videos. It's something I'm really bad for. Most of my spare time, I'm on YouTube watching live, live concerts and stuff. So the love just kept growing, and I kept sort of hearing more songs. I thought, wow, you know, that's brilliant. And uh, yeah, that, that would be that phase. That's sort of just got more into it before the show. If you're living in an island in Scotland, what's the best place to catch the Killers when they come on tour? Um, I mean, they played in a place called Falkirk, which is really an odd one. Um, it's not. I wouldn't have guessed, you know, I don't think anyone guessed they would have played that place. I mean, basically in Scotland, you've got Glasgow and Edinburgh. Those are the two sort of main places. Um, so it, it was in Falkirk, which was, yeah, a bit unexpected, but it's, no, it's not hard to get to. You know, sort of, I think the dog, about 20 minutes outside of Glasgow and 20 minutes outside of Edinburgh, roughly. I mean, I, I don't know exactly. Um, but re more recently, they played Edinburgh. Um, that was nearly bang on two months ago now so i mean i've only caught two killers gigs but in scotland you're always going to get somewhere close because it's not a big place it's a big place but like i think 90 percent of it's like a field there's nothing going on <laughs> so how far are you from those venues like uh, you, um you... so I, i'm an hour on a boat and then probably like another hour like in the car or however i get there so like a good couple hours from killer civilization anyway <laughs> so that's, that's some dedication though i mean yeah i mean i'm I'm dreading the next tour because i really want to you know do a few shows and that that means you know more traveling but hey it's it's worth it so uh you told us beforehand that you've tried to drum on reasons a couple times probably both shows yeah, yeah. yeah. and it, it it didn't end up in uh success yet but i have faith in you next time they come around you're gonna do it uh, what was the the strategy? Did you have the sign? How did all that go down? Um, so I again watching YouTube videos and I seen um, 
a young man called Brandon. I think it was the first time it ever happened. Um, I believe it was in Canada. I, I'm not sure exactly, but yeah, I've seen his vlog on YouTube and he got up with the killers. But I was like, oh, you know, that's cool. That's that's nice. And uh, I've seen more videos and I thought, hang on, this is a bit of a thing they've got going on. And I was like, well, I can play drums, so I might as well learn the song. It'll be a laugh. And then I thought, you know what? I might actually try and get up there at, at the Falkirk gig. So, um, yeah, we made this sign up. Um, it's it's got the infinity symbol of you know the implode the mirage kind of symbol on it. It's got a love heart, um, a picture of some drums and a lightning bolt. So and a Scottish flag. Thought it is probably not a bad thing to do. And it says please on it. It says please can I drum? <laughs> um, I thought I'd try to be nice. Um, so yeah, I mean, what happened at the gig was I had it up the whole time because I seen. The night before, somebody got ripped apart for not holding out the whole time. Did you guys see the video? Did you see the video? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I thing is, I was going to go the first night um, as well. So that would have been me. I will admit that would have been me that got roasted too. <laughs> but being fortunately for his name was Kyle. Fortunately for Kyle, he went the night I was there too, and tried again. And fair hats off to him. You know they remembered him, but. When it came to the start of reasons, you know, that dun 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 dun. I mean, my heart was just like a million miles an hour. Um, and I got everyone around me to kind of, um, you know, I spoke to everyone around me and said, look, I'm going to try to do this. So, you know, get involved. Um, and it was, it was surreal. Yeah. It was absolutely crazy when the, the guitar started. And uh, I remember Brandon looked at me. There's a video on YouTube of it somewhere. And he looks at me and goes, you know, this guy came both nights, but I'm, I'm torn because there's a really nice sign over here. And he sort of gives me a good eye contact for a couple of seconds. And I'm like, in that moment, I was so excited because Brandon Flowers was talking to me. But at the same <laughs> time, I knew that that meant I wasn't going to get to drum. But, um, you know, I was so buzzing, like, to watch Kyle up there. Uh, and, you know, I think, you know, I believe in, like, maybe that wasn't my time. Maybe there's something better coming that I can drum at. I don't know. But, I wasn't angry, you know, I could imagine some people might take it their own way and get a bit kind of peed off, but I was just, I was happy to be there, you know, I enjoyed the gig, as anyone else would afterwards. Yeah, I take it with the the stride, I mean, at least you had, you had your chance, and uh, you had a trial run of nothing else, so. Yeah, yeah, definitely, I mean, it, it was a really good gig otherwise, but that's where I, you know, I ended up, ended up being like an absolutely amazing gig for me, because... I've got some props here, right? I know nobody can see these, but it was the end of the gig. It was the end of the gig, and uh, Vinucci was doing his, you know, his, his crowd thing, and he pointed at our half, and uh, you know, we all went crazy. He went to the other side of the the, the crowd, and they went crazy, and he just kind of pointed in my direction because I still had my sign. Um, and long behold, I get I get this thrown at me. Um the Istanbul symbol but as you can see it's 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 not in the best condition I can tell it's been played hard um but that, I think that was my consolation prize uh that's not that's not a bad uh, thing to take away <laughs> I was I was just absolutely blown away by that um and then I thought well you know what I didn't get to play drums but I got a symbol so that's a big symbol too did he throw it like a frisbee or how how does he go about throwing that without captain something after this I'll, I'll send you the video it's it's he literally, you know, you know how high up their stages are. They're pretty yeah. high up. 
he just kind of frisbees it down. I mean, if wow. that would have, it was, I don't know, about two feet away from hitting uh, us at the front of the barrier. Um, and the noise it made as well, like. Yeah, it had potential to go really bad. <laughs> yeah. I know even like the, there was a steward, um, you know, one of the security people, you know, oh, yeah, well, that, that could be really bad. But where there's the blame, there's a claim, as they say. <laughs> the yeah, you, you got the same only got to take it home with you. So, yeah. It's, it's yeah, yeah. Like some, yeah. Maybe someday you can get a signature on there. We've seen a couple of these, these signs. So, yeah. I think th- there are, seem to be a, quite a hard band to meet because they only do really big shows. Um, but, you know, maybe if he's looking out the bus window and I'm stood there with a symbol, who knows? I'll, I will try. Yeah, definitely. Right place, right time, it seems. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure you'll have a, another opportunity. Um, I mean, they seem to tour, especially over in the UK, quite a bit. Uh, you guys do have bigger crowds. They're they're a pretty big band here, but they're huge over there. Um, you know, they're playing big stadiums everywhere they go. Uh, I know you're kind of a relatively new fan, but what, what do you think is the difference between, I guess, America and the UK uh, as far as fandom goes for this band? Um, I think partly, you know, you've got bands like Oasis here. And obviously the killer's kind of took some leaves out of Oasis's book. And I think the kind of music is so similar. I always refer to the killers as like the American Oasis. It's very similar. Um, so I think it's almost familiar to us, that kind of music. Because before, you know, 10 years before the killers came, we had sort of what they would call the Manchester scene with bands like Oasis. Um, so I think when the killers kind of came over, it seemed really familiar. And actually, they have like a tribute festival to like Manchester. And it's got bands like tribute bands of Oasis, the Stone Roses, people like that. And they always have a killer's one on, which I find, you know, yeah, I mean, it must be a reflection of their music. It, it's really odd to have the killers on at a Manchester music festival. But I think they were just so easily accepted over here because it is so similar. Like, it really is. If, if you told me that they were they were British, I would fully believe you. Like, <laughs> it's Lady Gaga did, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw seen that. <laughs> that was that was her favorite uh, British band in the early two thousands. So, yeah, yeah, changed nationality. Yeah. So, uh, so you're you're a younger generation. I've kind of beaten that drum pretty heavily. But uh, what what appeals to you? Because me and Jimmy are from Nephi. Uh, we were year behind Brandon in school. We can kind of relate to some of the themes that have went on throughout the music because it's kind of our lives, so to say you know, uh, where we're at and stuff. Um, what what relates to a kid in his 20s uh, halfway across the world with, with the killers and not just you, but kind of your generation, the younger the younger crowd? Yeah, I think, um, I mean, something I pick up from a lot of the lyrics and just the sounds, you know, it's like Americanism, I think even talking about the desert like it it just it seems so surreal to me because we don't have those we don't have deserts here you know um kind of things like that i think it, it just sounds really american and you know big and you think of like the bright lights of las vegas and that kind of stuff when you listen to them um you know even they sing about las vegas you know it's it's just really cool in that sense and i think as well i don't know if it's only maybe us victims that understand but the lyrics are so meaningful um, and a lot of the music that kind of came out around the sort of 
in the last few years it's not trash but i mean you know what i mean it's it's not it's not it's not of that quality um so i think for that reason as well they really stand out to me i can't really speak for too many other people my age but i know a lot of my friends they're like you know they know mr brightside they know human you know they're not I try and save them, like, listen to this song, you know, maybe Shot at the Night, for example. And they listen to that and go, that is amazing. I'm like, that's the killers. They're like, no way, but they have other songs. I'm like, yeah, they do. Fun- <laughs> yeah. Funnily enough, they do. <laughs> They've made a song or two, yeah. Yeah, that's funny. they've got a few. <laughs> so what are some of the other bands that you like? I'm curious. Well, see, this, it ties in so well, right? Because I'm a massive Bruce Springsteen fan. Okay. So obviously at Madison Square Garden, I, you know, I seen some rumors. I was like, oh, Bruce Springsteen's going on. And I was like, oh yeah, that'd be nice, whatever. And then obviously after it happened, I seen some, uh, some pictures and I was just in disbelief because that's just two of my favorites. Um, I'm also into like Genesis, Phil Collins. Um, I'm a real old head. I'm trying to think what Elton John as well, which again ties in nicely. Um, what else again like see the smiths um, yeah love the smiths so again seeing johnny marr with them that was you know absolutely incredible and then getting to experience that at the edinburgh gig i went to recently i watched the glastonbury set a lot um it seems to be uh i mean the killers have got great taste in music as well you know i love how you'd be you know van halen just pop up with them um <laughs> casually and uh, yeah. i've seen they played Asbury Park recently as well, and they went into the Stone Pony, and they uh, played. Was it was it the Promised Land? And they had yeah, um, yep. Jake Cle- Jake Clemens with them as well. You know, it's right. It, it, it ties in really well for me. <laughs> I love the wall. Yeah, he, he slipped in uh, Juab County line instead of whatever line was in the song, which is where Nephi is. So for us, uh, I don't know if we talked about that on the show yet, but that that was. Uh, I got me the goosebumps and the tingles when I first heard that. I was all excited. Yeah. So uh, how did you discover music? Um, you know, Brandon got into it with his brother, kind of older stuff. Uh, me and Jimmy are from the, the time where you kind of had older brothers that passed down maybe CDs or friends had brothers or, you know, you kind of learned that way. Uh, you, you said you listened to a lot of YouTube. How are, this is going to make me sound really, really old, but how are the how are the younger kids finding music nowadays? Um, Honestly, like YouTube is such a great tool. Because you can search anything really. Um obviously Spotify is great because if you come back to I guess, you know, if you listen to Oasis and you click on like similar stuff, you you'll probably get the killers thrown at you. Um and I guess do people still watch like M T V? I don't know. Probably a bit too old for no a bit too young. Um it's not music's so accessible now. Obviously, it's not like I had to listen to like vitals or tapes or anything. Um, yeah, and so you throw out the way. You throw out Phil Collins and, and Bruce Springsteen, and I'm wondering how a, a guy in his early 20s, you know, discovers that kind of music. So, I think um, growing up, I mean, my mum is just a massive music kid. I've really taken after her. I mean, I can see myself going to like, yeah, more concerts a year than I've got fingers on my hands. Um, you know, we travel all over the UK going to stuff. Um, I've not managed to get to see the killers yet, but I'm working on it. That would be something. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think she's passed it down to me. Though she was always listening to music, even in the car. 
um, you know, going to concerts. I got taken to concerts when I was still in the womb. Um, not very good ones. Have, have you ever heard of Cliff Richard? Cliff, Cliff Richard? I'm not familiar with him, no. No, that, that, that says it all. It says it all. Um, it was forced. I didn't have a choice. Uh, yeah, it's always, always been around music. But um, in terms of playing music, uh, like, uh, I think there's only one person I can think of in my whole family that I know that plays an instrument. So I don't know where that came from. I really don't. Um, I think the place where I live, it's a very musical place because obviously we've got like traditional Scottish music going on and it was it's just a really heavy kind of music vibe here. Um, but there's no one else that plays the Killers. So, you know, it's, it's only us. But I, I think, yeah, it's, it, it's way more accessible sort of people like my age growing up. You know, um, you, you, know, you can go on YouTube and just search anything and I think the fact you can watch live concerts back as well. Uh, you know, I don't think back in the day you could have, you know, clicked on YouTube and clicked Royal Albert Hall or Glastonbury or, you know. So, I mean, how did, how did you guys, how did, how did you do it? Uh, you had to hope that there was a bootleg uh, tape or CD from, like, prison, live in Folsom Prison or, or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they did have, they had VHS tapes, I guess, too, some, some bands, but... It was definitely not as easy as it is now. Yeah, we did rely a lot on the radio. And, yeah. Uh, whatever was whatever they chose, you were kind of look at the draw. Uh, you were able to to find what you liked, but you know we were when we, by the time we were your age, we were already past you know Napster and file sharing. LimeWire, yeah, yeah, that was probably yeah. late teens, early twenties. So there were there were different ways, but. Um, I think MTV though, yeah, the TRL. I still played music videos. Then you always had the cool. I mean, there was always the way cool person that knew the bands that nobody else knew. That you know, five years before you ever heard of them, they they were over them. But <laughs> it, it definitely was definitely wasn't as easy as a, a TikTok trend or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was definitely a lot easier these days. Uh, and then, like, you know, it's a lot easier, too, because, uh, like, how we got talking with you was from a Facebook group, um, which is yeah. really cool. You can have a group of fans from all across the world or, you know, into similar similar bands get together and talk about it. That that definitely wasn't available at the time, either. I guess there might have been some message boards or something, but it wasn't, wasn't as easy as it is now. You had to actually kind of work for it, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I mean, that Facebook group is absolutely incredible. I think I joined it not long before my first gig um i kind of just i got to out like oh, i'm open to play the drums so has anyone got any advice or it was something like that um but i mean you, you spoke with matt and sophie from the group i want here um I've, I've met them they're they're really nice people they've kind of taken me under the wing a little bit because i was a bit of a newbie um so i spent a lot of time around them at the the last gig we went to we were uh i mean i can't remember what time they arrived at the gig but i thought right i'll go at eight o'clock in the morning <laughs> and uh, I was still, I think I was number 48 in the queue. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, I thought I'll I thought, thought rock up. I'll probably be like, you know, in the sort of top 20, but was I wrong? Um, what time What time was that uh, show at? Do you remember? Uh, I think the Killers were on, I want to say, 8 o'clock, roughly. So it was a good slide. So like, yeah. 12 hours wasn't yeah. early enough. But... Again, you know, everyone's there for the same reason. Anyone that's turned up early is a fan. So you get talking to people. 
And there's a couple other people I've met. Um, there's a lovely lady called Angela Brown or um, David Rogers. You know, there's so much great people. And we actually did a like a gig with my band at the weekend and we played some killer songs, but had uh, some victims come along to that, which is, you know, it's really nice just to, you know, get to know people. And I feel like through the band, you know, you make friends for life. You know, absolutely. Um, is yeah, I, I guess slightly advantage maybe at my age that we have more things like Facebook and, you know, Instagram. It's so easy to connect with people, um, you know, through the band. And I'd, I'd hope it was something that, you know, the band themselves know that they're doing, you know, creating sort of friendships and memories. Because honestly, the cue for that gig was, you know, it was nowhere near as good as the actual gig itself, but I, I, do, I have no regrets going that early. It went so fast because you're just talking about things and getting to know people and you know experiencing you know that all that together and comparing memories. So how does the cues work? We've heard over here the stateside people talk about it. Um, they kind of line up and they get like a number on their hand or or something like that. How does it work over there? Um, is it kind of the similar thing or? Um, I mean the the first gig I went to, um. I mean, I might shoot myself in the foot here, but um, everybody was queued sort of outside like the venue complex and I didn't realize. So I went sort of around straight up to the venue. It was like an outdoor football stadium. So I went and spoke to some people on the grounds. I says, you know, where's the queue going to be? I think I arrived about one in the afternoon for that one. And I spoke to them and I said, where's the queue going to be? And he says, I was just going to start here. We're going to set it up now. Um, So I thought, right, I'll just stand here. And then I saw like, had had a couple a couple people come over to me and say, "Oh, have you got a number?" I was like, "No." And they were like, "Oh, well, if you want one, you know, just go out. You know, they're just sort of two minute walk that way. You can go get a number." And I thought, "I'm not leaving the queue." And <laughs> um, yeah, so I mean, unintentionally, I skipped about sixty people, but um, but they were in their own. They were lined up in their own place. That's yeah. There's probably a reason for that. They probably get told like because i think they were overnight camping so i think they probably got told to stay outside of the venue but i mean hey it worked in my favor i got the barrier so i don't think think anyone found (laughs) out apart from everyone that listens to this but that's that's fine i'll take it on the chin i I did it probably the next time i I learned so when we went to that gig uh, a couple months ago it was a really big one because when they came to the uk this year they only had three dates i believe they had reading and leeds festival which is a really big festival and more like your post-exam party. Yes, a really young crowd, uh, a lot of uh, alcohol and whatnot. But um, yeah, so then when they came to Edinburgh, you know, that was the only proper gig, I would say. So it was mobbed with fans, absolutely mobbed with fans. I think it was a 25,000 capacity. Um, And it wasn't a great venue, but... It was set up for a festival beforehand, and it's not a big festival at all. So even going back in the crowd, there was no um, speakers further back. It was just from front of house on the stage, um, which a lot of people complained about. But it was a great gig being down the front. Um, but as, yeah, all the, all the victims were there. Uh, uh, that's why it was so busy in the morning, I think. But I think by about midday, there was sort of over 200 people in the queue. Which I mean I don't know how that compares to other things, but I, I felt like there was a lot of people, a lot of people queuing. Yeah, I think it's uh, a really good number. Yeah, I mean I think it was just because it was the biggest gig this year. Everyone seemed to flock up to Scotland for it. Um, not that I'm not saying there's there's not victims in Scotland, but I mean England's got a very sort of large amount. Um, but 
so I, I, it's quite funny. I, when we got let in sort of through the ticket barriers, uh, it was sort of like a mad rush as it always is at these things. But weirdly enough, from the ticket barriers to the actual front of the stage, I would say it was, we worked it out on a map. It was a good half mile run. Um, and, you know, as always, you have the people saying, you know, slow down, don't run. Uh, so we, we kind of all got walked in like this big kind of mass. <laughs> um, and then I, I don't know what happened, but people just started running. Um, <laughs> so it was Matt that you spoke to on here before. Um, he was leading the way. I mean, he he just turned to Usain Bolt. I've never seen anything like it in my life. And then my friends that I was with, it was actually my younger brother, Jack. He he was gone. I never knew he could run, let alone that quick. Um, <laughs> my, my, my other friend, Archie, he's about six foot four, you know, the longest legs. So he was gone. And I was sort of trying to keep up. Um, it was honestly, it was like going to, in, into war. It was, it was great. It was one of the, the most surreal things. But, you know, see when I touched that barrier, it was like, I, I was pretty sure I was going to have an asthma attack. I don't even have asthma, but I'm pretty sure I gave myself it. Um, <laughs> it, it was just so surreal, but, you know, it was like accomplishment. You know, we've done this. Um, I did feel a little bit bad, maybe for some of those that were a bit older that had been waiting about all day, but hey, say la vie, that's life. It was, yeah, it was a, re a really good concert. And when they walked on, um, my little brother's a guitarist, so he noticed that Ted's sort of handshake was ready for Mr. Brightside. We were thinking, like, she still won't start Mr. Brightside, but yeah, long behold, kicked off with Mr. Brightside, and it was like the place went from zero to a million, like, in the click of a finger. I mean, you could imagine it. <laughs> and, and and with a Scottish crowd as well. I mean, I don't know if you guys have heard about Scottish crowds over there, but it's it's pretty rowdy. It's a rowdy one. Yeah, I've, I've heard you have a reputation to get a little, a little rowdy. It's probably a good way to put it, but yeah, uh, if you're gonna if you're gonna wait overnight and uh, and uh, have to do a half a mile, you know, run, I think I think you deserve that barricade if you get to it. I think that's your yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I remember my friends that I went with. I was like, you know, guys, I think I think we're gonna have to go in the morning, and they were like, oh yeah, we'll, we'll just get up like eleven. I was like, no. Nah. I was like, you guys don't understand. You guys that's don't. Not how this works. These, these guys are crazy. <laughs> no, but. Um, yeah, I was like, I think maybe you know, we leave the flat at about 7 a.m. You know, we're sort of 45 minutes away. Um, so, yeah, they, they were like, oh, really, do we have to? I was like, yeah, bring a camping chair, you know, charge your phone up, bring a, a power bank or something, I don't know. But you know, it's funny, that they, they aren't really into the killers as such. Everyone likes the killers, but they aren't fans. But they said the queue was just awesome. They got to meet people and chat and they just actually spend time together because... Like in this modern world, you don't ever really properly spend time together. Let's be honest. You're always like on your phone or I don't know, checking yourself out and your selfie camera or whatever people do. But it was a, it's a really good time to bond, and you know everyone's there for the same reason. So there's no better place for that kind of thing. I don't think. Yeah. So uh, what's the what's the name of your band and what kind of music? Do you, or you said you played the Killers a little bit, but what's some of the I guess style and and do you do originals or just covers and that's a little yeah. So I mean. That. We're called Dark White, which you could argue we should have just been called Grey, but uh, yeah, Dark White. <laughs> um, I must admit, when we named the band, alcohol was involved. It doesn't really matter what you, you know, there's some bands with weird names, it doesn't matter what you're called. You know, the Killers, I mean, I bet they thought that's such a strange name, but um, yeah, so we play covers, because um, where, where we are, it's a really sort of tourist-based kind of place, you know, like in the winter, you know, you can walk through the, the main street at like eight o'clock in the evening and see no one 
but in, in the summer you can't get anywhere it's that busy so covers is kind of what people want to hear so we play like yeah the killers that was kind of a newer addition in the last sort of six months after i sort of had a more of an influence on the band um uh, we play yeah oasis the stone roses manic street preachers um kasabian uh we're starting to kind of maybe delve into doing some like Noel Gallagher solo, Liam Gallagher solo stuff. Um, we do a couple like pop covers. Have you heard of you know "Shut Up and Dance with Me" by Walk the Moon? Yeah, 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 yeah. That one. yeah, yeah. We do we do that. You know, it's, um, and you know it does get people going. And honestly, like, see, looking at sort of older folk or people you know or don't know the Killers, they always get such a good reaction when you play Killer songs. Like it is, it's it's really cool to see that. Um, I mean, maybe maybe they're just smiling and laughing because of how bad I, I don't know, but um, no, they always get a good reaction though, actually. So uh, you guys have like a Facebook page or somewhere people can find you, Instagram? They want yeah. You to so um, I believe there's actually a dark white in America, um, but they don't actually own the rights to the name. But for easiness, we call ourselves Dark White Aaron because Aaron is the name of the island that I live on. Um, so Dark White Aaron, we're on Facebook, Instagram. Um, if you're in the Victims fan page group, you can just search Dark White or my name into the search bar and you'll find it. Um, it'd be really cool. Uh, we're thinking maybe at some point doing like a, a killer's set, you know, maybe trying to fit it around sort of near a gig. You know, if there's a, a show on one night, maybe the night before, try and put something on for everyone. And I don't know, people probably wouldn't want that, but, get, you know, I don't know. I think Might- that- that's a pretty good idea, actually. I think that's yeah. a, the pre-show, the pre-game. Yeah, yeah, the pre-show, and just you know, remind people of how good the killers actually are and why no one can do that. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> like, well, yeah, you're the night before, not the night after. So I think you, you get them hyped up, and then they go see the real show. If you're the night after, it might not be the same effect. But. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Night, night before, I think, and make sure people have had a couple of drinks. Definitely, I think that's always yeah, definitely. Yeah, get the drinks, yeah. get them rowdy, and then uh, you beat them off to the queue. Over the next yeah, day. that's always a rest. That's always a recipe for success. Um, yeah, I think that'd be a really good idea. Um, it, you know, I think it'd be good for sort of people to get together as well, and you know, if people want to have a good time, because usually I find on show nights it's not relaxing. You know, you having to get there, get home. So I think maybe enjoying the songs, and not having to worry about anything. You know, you know what I mean. Like it's it's always yeah. quite intense yeah. going to a show. Um, who knows? Yeah. You know, I might get some feedback from that from everyone who's listening. Yeah, I, I don't think that's a horrible idea. We've heard much worse, so I think that's something <laughs> pursued. Yeah, yeah. As far as as far as where you live, it kind of reminded me uh, in the winter time. You said it's pretty desolate, uh, kind of a tourist place. Um, have you uh, have you tapped into Pressure Machine much? It kind of gave me Pressure Machine vibes a little bit with uh, a small a small community. Yeah. Um, to be honest, I listened to Quiet Town and I was like. I kind of sort of thinking about like the landscape around me is re- weird, but I'm trying. I'm trying to work out how to say this without people hating me. But I, I'm I'm here for like the Killers anthems. I love some of their other stuff. Fresh Machine. I I really like it, and I get it. But there's nothing on there that I would like, you know, listen to and like nod my head and go, yeah, you know. And it's really good stuff, and I'd say it's more like. It's more like art, like it's really, you know, artistry and really good stuff. But I prefer like bobbing up and down to like my own soul's warning or when you were young, you know, that kind of stuff. 
But this interview is over. You've been <laughs> us. We're shutting it down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Messing with you. No, yeah, it's not every, you know, it does. it's not everybody's style, and that's fine. That's one of the great things about the killer's music is there's a little bit of everything. So, yeah, uh, we definitely, you know, I, with without the Nephi ties, it might not be my favorite either, but uh, yeah, definitely, you know, there's really no thought. Definitely killer's music that's not my style. So, yeah, you're, you're pretty close to the action, aren't you? Yeah, we're a little too close sometimes. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So if you were if you were in charge of the future of the band, what what would you what would you tell the boys? <laughs> um, I'd set them down. Right. Uh, I would. You know. Yeah, I want them to tour next year. I want them to tour the year after that. I want to see them every year, twice a year, whatever. But you know, I get it. Um, and I think maybe being in a band as well helps a little bit because even doing like a show consecutively for two nights. It's it's pretty you know it's it can be hard work and uh, I think as well they've got such busy lives otherwise you know that they've got a lot of stuff going on and you know they can't be expected to travel the world every year and I employing the Mirage that was such a long tour I mean I, I'm pretty sure the shows they've done this year that was still part of that tour um I you know I wouldn't I wouldn't I wouldn't make them do it but. If they want to come back and celebrate Hot Fuss next year, you know, so be it. But if they take a break, Brandon goes solo, and they don't come back till you know three, four years, I'd get that. Um, I think as painful as it would be, it's maybe what they need. I think you know, listening to some of the recent shows and seeing them recently, Brandon needs a break. You know, his his voice isn't coping well. Still sounds great. Um, you know, no one hate on me for that, but you can tell he needs he needs a break. You know. Um, and might come back with you know bigger and better things if that's even possible, you know. What about you guys? What do you think? Because I know it's a bit of a bit of a ropey time right now. I think everyone's kind of speculating <laughs> what could happen, and you know it's a bit of a a taboo topic maybe. But what what do you guys think? I mean, I'm I'm all for taking a little break if that's what they need. Uh, sometimes you do need to recharge the batteries. I like the idea of the residency. I don't think it's going to happen. But I've, I've been thinking if they were to do like a Vegas residency where they do like a month worth of shows in Vegas somewhere during the year for the 20th anniversary or, or however they want to do it. And that way people can come there and maybe go over to, to London and do, you know, a month there. That way you get both kind of continent groups and you give them ample time to see them, but you're not on tour for a year. Uh, something like that might work. I don't think that's going to happen. Um, I think Brandon's going to do whatever he wants to do and the rest of the bands can go do whatever they want to do, but I think there's some ways of doing it, or even if it's just festival festival shows. So you do a few shows a year, but Brandon can go, we do a solo project, explore that, um, get recharged on what he wants to do. Ronnie and, and Dave and, and whoever else can go do what they want to do. And I think that's better in the long run if they all want to be together and come back and, and play versus you're just doing it for a paycheck. I, that's kind of how I feel. If you're kind of forced yeah. to think you have to, I think the band's going to uh, either break up or not be putting out their best content because it's just like, you know, you with your coworkers, if you don't have a weekend or, or some time off, um, you're going to get to the point where you can't stand that person. But you go on a nice vacation holiday and you come back in a week or two, they're not so bad. You know, you, get, <laughs> you go down to the beach or whatever, it's, it's kind of good to see them. So that's my thoughts. I don't know, Jimmy, what yeah. do you think? Yeah. I, 
I think they whatever they need to do. I think we've seen we've seen what happens when the rest need a break and Brandon goes solo. It works. I mean, we get we get good stuff when um, when they have to do a record with only two or three of the members. It works, and you know if that's what they need to do. I mean, ideally, you know, we would get a we'd get Mark involved again somehow, but I think yeah. You know, however, we we'll get something regardless of what they need. So as long as they they do what what they need for their personal lives, I think we'll we'll get something out of it no matter what. So no reason to try to force something. I think. Yeah, I mean, everyone's so hopeful for a hot fuss thing, and I think I know they're planning on releasing this album. I think I've seen something on Instagram, but I heard that it got hastily removed. <laughs> um, Brandon, Brandon was talking about the sort of 20 song album um, there's a spoiler alert for anyone that didn't see that but um, yeah I mean you'd, you'd think they'd do live shows but I'm not getting my hopes up I've, even like some of the guys I've spoke to they're saying yeah, they've been following the band since day one they said honestly I don't know what's going to happen here um, they can't tell something's going to happen but we don't know what yeah I'd, I'd be surprised if they don't tour at all just because that seems to be in Brandon's makeup of he, even after lockdown and COVID, I mean, they might have overdone it. He wanted to get back out on the road and they went out on this massive tour. Uh, now it might be to the point of, okay, that was a little much. Um, but then you think about Ted and uh, uh, Jake and some of those guys that tour with them too. I mean, Ted's got his own solo stuff going on, but you kind of wonder what they're going to do because everybody needs a paycheck. Um, so there's a, there's a lot of, there's a lot. It's a business. That's kind of the other thing we see it as kind of this fun band, and they're on tour and seeing the world. But there's a lot of people whose uh, living's tied to the band and what they're going to do. So there's a lot of uh, things going into this decision more than you know. Is Brandon just burnt out, or is you know Ronnie wanting to do something different than than Brandon, or, or whatever the rumors are. So I, there's just there's a lot of work there, and there's a record label involved. A record label, and then they make an yeah. announcement, like he's saying, it's down the next day. So who who knows? And it, it might be Im- imminent, but it might be uh, you know that could be six months. So it's yeah. hard to say. I know, yeah, kind of, kind of funny that way. The word the word imminent is always very loose with them, isn't it? Yeah, it's one of, one of those things of uh, I think Brandon has in his mind what he wants to do. Uh, the record uh, label seems to know what they want them to do. And then the rest of the band might think something different. So I think there's probably some negotiating to get everybody on the same page and happy and content. And I, I'd be interested to know what's going on. But I'm glad I'm not the guy trying to organize it all because it seems kind of like a, yeah. a a mess at some point. But I don't know. They seem to put it together and, and figure it out. I, I'd assume they'd be doing shows just because that, that's what they do. But I don't think we're going to see a, a world tour where they're out for two years anytime soon again. But that might no, be announced next no. week. What do I know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think another thing that's great with them as well, I mean, this is my own personal opinion, and obviously I, I've not been watching the band live since they sort of came out, but I, I really believe that they're always at their peak. You know, step they might not be, you know, in other people's minds, but I, I really do think, you know, looking at videos, I mean, one thing people always gesture is, do you remember the Royal Albert Hall gig? That's quite a famous one. See, I think like Glastonbury 2019, I think that was like two steps above. I think it might be just because I'm younger, I don't know, but I think the way that they've sort of matured through the music and 
I think even when they perform sort of their older stuff, it's like in a, a much more mature way. I don't know. Do, do you know what I mean? It's sort of they're maturing, and so is the music. Even though it's the same songs that came out twenty years ago, it's it's more mature and a better quality. I think. Yeah, it makes me think of Bling, where he says higher and higher. It's they're yeah. getting better, and and uh, yeah, these new chapters of the band. Uh, you know, I feel like we're we're with the end of the touring. Uh, for imploding the mirage feels like the end of a chapter and start of a new one and who knows where it's going to go but it's you know we'll we'll probably look back on it fondly in the future with whatever yeah i think definitely yeah. imploding the mirage has been a, a very memorable album i think that was it took quite a lot of people by surprise especially you know i say to my friends you know listen to you know imploding the mirage and they come back and go oh, you know how long after sort of pop fast was that and i go uh, that was only like three years ago, buddy. <laughs> like, wow. Yeah, that one kind of got lost in the shuffle with everything uh, shutting down. Um, but there are, like, you listen to, we haven't covered it on the show yet, but yeah, you get caution and my own soul's warning. And uh, some of the songs on there are just, they're huge. And it was set up for uh, big stadium anthems. And so then a year later, we get the pressure machine, which is completely opposite. Um, but, you know, the way everybody was feeling and stuff, it kind of matched the tone. Um, we do know that Brandon's kind of a perfectionist, so uh, whatever they're going to do, he's going to do it right. He's going to do it well. And uh, I think that's part of yeah. what we're talking about, the evolution and stuff, is uh, as he gets better, as things get better, he's going to find a way to make it sound even better than, than the originals. He's not just going to sit back and be okay with how it was 20 years ago. So, Or he's not going to do it. Uh me and Jimmy went to uh, the Apple yeah. Store conference um, a couple weeks ago, and we were able to have over here the sound check uh, for Brandon doing a solo performance. It was during lunch, but we were kind of sitting to where we could eavesdrop on the on the sound check. And I thought when it started, they'd go through each song maybe once and get a, a feel for it. Uh, they they played um, the Getting By probably five six times in the sound check just wow. try to get it right and you'd hear Brandon stop and make notes or they change things or and the other songs uh, Cody and, and some of the other songs so uh, and that's the new recent thing so I could only imagine what's happened over the years with uh, like you got the bright side 50-50 and some of these different things they come up with so uh, yeah that's one thing I do know is Brandon's going to take it seriously and he's he's going to do it how he feels it to be the best or he's not going to do it from just what we've overheard and seen so I think fans can be happy about that. They're not going to get a subpar, Brandon. Yeah. No, I think that's actually, yeah, something you've just reminded me of there is uh, that, you know, songs like My Own Souls One, you know, I, I feel like that's the, the ultimate start song. You know, I've, I think that was, when, when that confetti goes off, I love as well. So we actually uh, decided to learn that and we opened with that song at our gig uh, last weekend. Um, and the way it just kind of starts and then it, it kicks off, you know, I, I love that song. It's It's brilliant. I think there's not many examples of a perfect song, but I think that would be one of them. <laughs> it's just, it's perfect. You uh, Do you get the confetti confetti cannons or, or throw things in the crowd right then? Or We're, we're on a budget, man. We're on a budget. We're, we're on a <laughs> I did actually, I, I said to my friend, you know the little ones you can get that you sort of pull and they pop? I said, if you buy a bag of them, right, and you go around the, the, the crowd and give everybody one and just go one, two, three, four, I mean, surely that, that would be the next best thing. Uh, that would be cool. Rip up some napkins and <laughs> yeah. I mean, we've got a show uh, a week today. Um, in fact, a week 
right now we'll be playing uh we're gonna open with that again so i'll i'll have to buy a bag of uh, confetti pops <laughs> yeah it's that after where you are take that pause throw it out there and go nuts yeah yeah that's the one yeah we'll, we'll try it at some point that'd be quite funny quite funny i'm sure it'll go viral band fail yeah, if you do that you better have it recorded and you better get up on some uh some of the groups so that we can all see and participate yeah no definitely um i meant to ask if if you guys got victims cards yes yeah we do have you all oh, right okay i was gonna say i wonder if uh i didn't i didn't know if anybody saw across the pond got sent them um no they're really cool i like it it's really cool that i think i think everybody should introduce themselves as like we don't have a name we're just a number brilliant <laughs> way of doing it well wow. what number are you i see i was really lucky i don't know how i would manage this um i promised there was no money involved um but i managed to get a hundred. Oh wow nice um it's because i i was really cheeky and i said can i get 0.01 um <laughs> And then he was like, well, you can have that in reverse. And Matt said that. Um, what did you guys get? I don't remember. I don't remember. I have it with, I don't have it with me. So oh. probably like 10,002 or something. I don't we got a couple more. They released more a, a few weeks ago. I think they're up at about 2,050 as, as there are other ones. Yeah, that was a really good idea. And I don't think people... Uh, understand how much work that goes to, to make those and then to mail them out and the commitment there so it's been really good oh yeah that that is yeah that was something matt and sophia a big pat on the back for them that was yeah i would never do that that's a lot of work <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think that's a big commitment and then everybody kept wanting them and wanting them so it was more and more from the initial run where they could have yeah. said we're done so uh, anytime yeah. you're gonna do anything like that or or merge or anything like that it's there's a lot more uh that goes into it that people just realize so yeah i think the two of the yeah. band have it have them as well that's really cool um, yeah brandon and brandon and uh ted i don't know this yeah does the band have them do we know i want to get one i feel sure. like ronnie's been left out of that it'd be difficult to get him one though but I, i've got a spare have you ever uh thought about traveling around to see some some shows or are you just gonna stick to when they come to scotland well i think the next tour i definitely want to try you know maybe i'll go to one with matt and so if you like local to them they're sort of the other side of the country they're they're really far away it's funny i was actually only born like sort of half an hour away from where they live so like the other side of the country but i'm somehow <laughs> up the other end now but um no i think I'll, I'll try and go do something with them and i i would love to go to las vegas that is on my bucket list seeing the killers in las vegas um and trying to come back alive i think that's the the other half of that yeah, um that could be a scary place yeah I, I was told that uh if you make it back alive you, you've got a strong heart uh yeah you want to you want to just do a two to three days in vegas is enough for uh you know a couple good months somewhere else of, of living so yeah yeah i think i think i've seen that the the place that you two have been playing recently is the, the sphere an awful word to say, but um, yeah, the sphere. I'd love to see the killers in there. And I think yeah, it's gonna I happen. kind of, I kind of hope that's going to happen too. Um, maybe that could be the residency. Maybe I can just start saying this is going to happen, and the internet will take it, and then somebody will force it to happen. If they yeah. if they do the the Vegas residency in the in the sphere, then I don't know what you guys have over there in London, but you know some venue they can do over the uh, 
over there yeah. and then it happen. So we'll just will it out to the universe, Jimmy. There'll, there'll be somebody listening to this that, that knows and there'll be someone in <laughs> a higher power that, yeah. So get that note. Well, I'm, yeah, the sphere. Well, I'm at it. We'll do, uh, we'll do five days in the Nephi Rodeo Arena while I'm at it. Well, we're just, you know, yeah. fan- fantasy booking here. Yeah. That can be the whole year. That can be the whole year. That's just, you know, two months of shows. Yeah. No, that'd, that'd be awesome. I think if they'd done the sphere, that would, you know, as well, like you say, if they'd sort of like a, a 20 night, you know, not in a row, but sort of 20 shows, something like that. Um, it gives people a chance to kind of, they've got a lot of time to prepare as well. I think you'd see a lot of people coming over from the UK. I would certainly try. I would, you know, work hard on the money to make that happen. That'd be an absolute dream of mine. And I, I think, you know, seeing someone in their hometown, it doesn't get any better. I've seen uh, Liam Gallagher in Manchester and the buzz is just, it's its different. It hits different. Yeah, I've had a couple of people I've known that went to the YouTube uh, Sphere show. Uh, one of them wasn't a YouTube fan at all and just said it was amazing. And the other person's yeah. traveled all over to see them and it was, yeah, I guess it's just the venue itself is just incredible. So throw in some, yeah. some great music on top of it, that would be, uh, I think I'd have to do that one. Yeah. No, I hope that'll happen. I think it will. I think it will. I've got hope. So um, I'm Sam Hirschfield, 22 years old, from the Isle of Ireland, Scotland, which is in the UK. I would I would say I'm a, a fairly big Killers fan. I know I've not been around as long as other people, but, you know, our, us younger people have, have got our place in the, in the victim's world. Um, yeah, thank you so guys. Thank you so much for having me on. It's been really cool just to geek out. Um, kind of took me unexpectedly. I thought, you know, we'll just jump on and, you know, tell you guys about sort of my point of view on it but it's been really good just to geek out and you know you can't say all this stuff to you know your friends they'll think you're weird um yeah so i look forward to listening back to it in uh future episodes so yeah thank you very much and uh that's another one down from lonely town